Welcome to the My Creative Days podcast, where we will talk about all things DIY, home decor, decorating tips, and creating a beautiful home on a budget. I am hoping our time together will spark a creative idea, help you plan your next DIY, or inspire you to finally tackle that project you keep putting off. Grab your favorite cup of motivation and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I am going to answer a question that came in. Um, This question actually came into my TikTok. So I thought it would be helpful to share that with you guys here on the podcast. So I'm going to read the question and and, and we'll go from there. So it says, Lindsay, I have been flipping furniture for a year. The hardest part for me is getting it to sell. I set the prices fairly low because we don't live in a big city. I flip pieces like nightstands and dressers in very neutral colors. What am I doing wrong? So this is such a good question. And I hear this question in more ways than one. And it is the exact reason why I created my Furniture Flipping Academy. I go through the exact steps inside the Furniture Flipping Academy and how to do this right, but I just thought I would share a few tips uh, here in the podcast to kind of help you. So number one, flipping furniture is not just a one size fits all. It's not just a, I can pick up any piece of furniture, I'm going to you know make it over and I'm going to sell it fast and for a lot of money. There's definitely a lot more that goes through it. Uh, If you are trying to do this on your own, you are going to come across this issue a lot. So there is a process uh, that makes sure that you are getting the right piece every time, that you are marketing to the right people, that you are pricing it right, and that you are getting the most profit for your piece of furniture. So number one, you need to do your research. Um, and so inside the academy, I kind of show you how to do that. You you definitely want to know what your audience, what your customer is looking for. And, and along with the research phase goes, you know, what are pieces selling for? What are pieces? What should pieces be, you know, bought for so that you know that you're getting a good uh, profit in the end? Again, it not, you know, I may be able to pick up a hutch or a buffet or something and um, you you may pick up that same and, and I may be able to sell it and get a great profit, but you, uh, you may get that same buffet and nothing. You may not ever be able, be able to sell it. So there's a lot more that goes into it than just, you know, going into a yard sale or an estate sale and finding a piece of furniture and flipping it and and thinking you're going to sell it. So I just, I want to be, I don't think a lot of people talk about this uh, when they're sharing their furniture flipping journey. And it's definitely something that you need to know when you're starting out because you want to make sure you're excited to do this and you're excited to do this process. And so you want to make sure that when you're starting out that you're doing it right, right? And you want to make sure that you're seeing some success. You're seeing some profit in the end. Because if not, you're just going to end up frustrated and you're going to give up. And I do not want you to do that because there's so much potential uh, with the furniture flipping niche and, and a journey for you that I don't want you to do that. Uh, along with like this question said they don't live in a big city. So that is something, a little bit of nugget of information that is also part of the equation. It's also part of the process. Where are you selling? I think a lot of people that um, talk about or think about flipping furniture, they just think, you know, okay, I'm just going to sell it on Facebook Marketplace. I am here to tell you. (laughs) 
that is not the only thing you should be thinking about. There are so many other options that you can use to sell or ways that you can sell your pieces where Facebook Marketplace has nothing to do with it. And these other avenues are things that will make your selling process so much easier where people are going to actually be looking for you and your pieces because they want to buy. So don't just limit yourself to fake Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. There are so many other options. And I'm not saying that those are bad by any means. Like definitely if they're working for you, great. If you've got the system down, great. Um, they, they are great avenues, but it's not the only avenue. And there's some other avenues that just make it so much easier where you are selling to the exact market, the exact audience, the exact person who knows and understands what you are doing and who is not going to ask you to lower your price. They know exactly what you're doing, how much work that goes into it, and they know they're going to pay a good price for what, you know, the finished product. Definitely keep that in mind. There are other options out there for you. Um, and, and also, I'm just kind of picking apart this this question. I flip pieces like nightstands and dressers in very neutral colors. Well, that's great if that's what your audience wants. Is that what your audience is asking for? Or is your audience looking for nightstands and dressers? Or are you just thinking everybody needs a nightstand and everybody needs a dresser, so that's what I'm going to pick up? There are definitely pieces, you know, that will flip quicker and for more profit. Um, dressers are a good one, but nightstands, maybe that's just not your market. Maybe that's not what people are looking for. There are definitely pieces of furniture that sell quickly, like you won't even be able to keep it for a day and it'll be sold. And there are those pieces that will take a lot longer, um, but there are definitely those pieces that people just are not looking for. So it's just important to know that as well. And neutral colors, that's good um, that you're doing them in neutral colors. That gives you a more broad audience, right? Because a neutral color um, can go with any kind of, you know, home decor or scheme in anybody's house. Um, but you may, I have, I know a lot of furniture flippers that use bold colors and they, you know, hand print or hand paint designs on it. And people are paying top dollar for their pieces because that's exactly what they're looking for. But that is their market. That was their research. Another thing is, is that you definitely, as you're going through your furniture flipping um, journey, you definitely are going to start coming into this your thing, okay? You're going to be known for this kind of makeover, this kind of project, this kind of look, this kind of style, this kind of piece, whatever it is. You definitely in the beginning, obviously, you're going to be trying a lot of different things to kind of see what you like, because that's important. Meaning, what do you like to do in the makeover process? If you are somebody that does not want to hand, like I am never going to be somebody that's going to hand paint flowers or like a landscape design on the front drawers of a dresser. I'm just not going to do that. But I have seen so many people do that and do it so well that I mean, that's their thing. It's amazing. I am never going to do that. And so as you go through your process, you will definitely find things that you love doing and things that you don't like to do. As you find the things that you like to do, you're going to kind of come away with your style and what kind of 
makeovers you do, if that makes sense. So if somebody's looking for such and such makeover in these colors or this palette, they know that they're coming to you. One thing that she said too that says, I set the prices fairly low because we don't live in a big city. And here's one thing that I'm going to to tell you. And I, if there's one thing that you come out of this podcast with, it is this. Never lower your prices for somebody else's budget. Think about that. Never lower your prices, your work's worth for somebody else's budget. Their budget is none of your business, right? And so I think a lot of furniture flippers are always like, oh, I just got to lower it. I got to lower it. Or if I just list this really, like as she said, fairly low, it'll sell quick. Well, you're, you're, you're setting your price then for somebody else's budget. You are not setting the price for what you think you should be making for the work that you put in, right? And that's most important. And again, if you are doing it right, the audience that you are selling to, your customer that you are selling to, totally understands that. If you have the right audience and the right customer because of the way that you're running your business, they're not going to question your price because they know you're worth it. So don't ever lower your price for somebody else's budget. That's none of your business what their budget is. You set your price. That's the price of your item. And and, and if they, they can't afford it, then they need to shop elsewhere. It's just like, you know, when you go into any store, we all can go, you know, we, we have Walmarts and Targets, but then there are more higher end stores, right? And so you know that if you walk into that higher end store, the price tags are going to be a lot higher. You can't walk up to that store clerk or whatever and say, hey, I just have 50 bucks to buy a new couch today. So I'm wondering if you can give me that $4,500 couch for 50 bucks. It doesn't work that way, does it? No, you know when you walk into that store that you're going to be paying a little bit more than maybe some other store um, that, that you know of. So it's the same thing with your business. You are running a business, right? And your business doesn't run on what the budget is of somebody else, right? So just like any other business, like the stores and things that, I'm, that, I, that I said, they don't run their business by somebody else's budget. They are geared towards their target audience, right? So Target has a target audience. Walmart has a target audience. Anthropology has a, a, a target audience, right? Pottery Barn has a target audience. So you get to, as a business owner, you get to choose your target audience. And knowing how to do that right is going to make your selling process that much better. So I hope this was helpful. I love answering your questions. I, I answer your questions wherever you leave them, email, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, wherever you leave them. But then I also, I always say, if one person has a question, three more people have that same question. So I love to bring them up here on the podcast as well. So keep them coming. Reach out to me on email at lindsay at mycreativedays.com. Instagram is at mycreativedays. TikTok, my creative days. I'm, I, it's my creative days everywhere across the across the board. So you can leave me a question on any of those as well. Instagram and email, I'm sure to get them fast. So those are the the fastest way to get to me. But I hope this is helpful. If you know somebody that could use this or use this information or may find this helpful, please share this podcast with them. I love it when you guys share share the podcast. Um, if you find it useful, that's all I ask. Please share it. Um, but until next time, I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you very soon. 
Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm grateful that you tune in every week and that you share the show with your family and friends. I love having creative chit chats with you. And my hope is that this podcast will inspire you to try a new project, start a DIY that you've been putting off and decorate your home exactly how you want it. There are a few ways you can help us with the podcast. Follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you could take a few minutes to leave the podcast a review, that would help us so, so much. Again, thank you for being here. And I look forward to our chat next week. Bye-bye.